So many lawyers run their practices emotionally. Oh, that was so cool. I met so many people. That's all great. Emotion doesn't pay the bills. What pays the bills is understanding your marketing, understanding what happened in the process so that you can get good information to know how to make it better for them as well as you as you go forward. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I hope you're having a lovely day. I am. I'm having a great day. Listen, it's all about being that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. A big part of that is getting organized. A big part of that is getting your confidence up on your BD and uh, marketing and just being out there. And I just want to give a shout out to my sponsor and uh, just an awesome, awesome company called Legalese Marketing down in Orlando, Florida. These guys do all of my marketing from my website to my social media, my newsletter. So if you're getting marketing for me, even the graphics on my podcast, and you wonder, geez, Steve's really busy. Guess what? I'm not. I outsource to those guys and they're awesome. And they work specifically with attorneys. I'm not an attorney, so they made an exception, but that's okay. And you'll be hearing more about them later. Uh, but I want to introduce my guest and I want to bring up our quote of the episode. So it's Dave Zumpano. He is the CEO of Lawyers with Purpose and co-founder of Guider. Dave, how's it going? Great. It's so good to be here as always. Always love talking to you, Steve. And great audience. And I love it. You're not a lawyer, but you play one on the radio. I play one on TV and the radio and in the movies. That's it. Exactly. I get to tell lawyers what to do. What could be better than that? You know, exactly. And, <laughs> and they pay the me for it. It's, it's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and then the list is the other part, right? That's it. That, that's, that's the tricky part. The quote of the episode is from Elon Musk. It's when something is important enough, you do it, even when the odds are not in your favor. And for me, yeah, that just describes like, you know, my life. I mean, I, I'm always trying to push the envelope. I'm always trying to do things that are difficult. If I just did easy things, I don't think I'd be where I am today with, you know, a great life and a great family and a great business and all that kind of stuff. I just keep pushing forward and, and it's hard, but that's what you have to do to get where you want to go in this world. So what does that mean to you, Dave, when you hear that quote? Yeah, for easy, everybody would do it, right? I got to tell you, the reason why that quote is so funny hearing that, Steve, is I was recently interviewed for a national legal publication as well on different things. And, and they asked a similar question. And you know what hit me? Because they'd asked me a question like, what do you attribute your success to? Or how, how? And, and what, it, what, what it came down to was, when I look back at my success over the years, they, it always came from not stopping at the first no. And, and here's what happens, right? Somebody comes to you and they, they have a problem. And you've never heard it before, or you have the what I call traditional answer that we always learned in the law, right? I'm talking to lawyers, be that lawyer. Well, I'm a lawyer. I wake up in the morning, that's what I do, but I'm really an entrepreneur that happens to practice law, right? Well, what I learned early on, I'll give you a quick story. Someone's a client said to me, Look, I want to protect my asset. Okay, well, we can do that, but I don't want to give up control. Now, this is 1995, 1994. So every attorney I went talk to said, this guy wants to protect his assets, but he doesn't want to give up control. And every single attorney I talked to said, can't do that. You got to give up control. You can't control it. You can't change it. You can't benefit from it, right? 
And I go, really? This just doesn't sound right. So I got the first no. So then I started looking more and everything I saw in the law said I could do it. I'm like, that's really strange because what I'm learning is to do that, that really has to do with estate tax protection, not asset protection. So I started asking more questions. They, and they kept telling me we can't do it. They told me all the reasons why. And every reason they told me why, again, I'm up to my fifth or sixth no now. And this goes back to, is it simple? It's not simple. Elon Musk, no, you're right. But getting over these no's, ultimately what happened, fast forward was, I actually created, became known in the industry for creating the IPUG Protection Trust, which is, since 2001, has become a whole new genre of trust in the estate planning industry. How did that come about? By not stopping at the first no. And lawyers, I got to tell you, lawyers are our classic knowers. We're always, we think we know K-N-O-W, but we're always saying no, N-O. And the difference is to understand those two no's, no, K-N-O-W, and no, N-O. Lawyers love to say no because they, they have always already done this problem before. We've already been down this path before. We already know. And, and then I think we have to K-N-O-W more before we answer. So I think you're right. I think it's, for me, that how that quote comes to is don't stop at the first no or you can't. I mean, when people say to me, you can't do that. I mean, that is just a trigger for me to find out, is that true? I need to K-N-O-W no more. Yeah. And don't, 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 you know, just, just take the easy path all the time. I think some things like business development, marketing, growing a law practice, getting efficient, buying software and using it. Yeah. It's all hard. Okay. But it's not like, you know, lifting cement bags all day. I mean, this is not like, you know, trying to, you know, take, you know, take weights up a hill. You know, this is, this is brain work and you just have to stay calm and consider that, look, you've got to keep advancing the ball. You know, it's football. You've got to keep, keep taking the yards. Totally. Here's the perspective I give my members because look, I'm, I've been training lawyers 20 years now. It's like trying to herd cats or work, right? <laughs> I love lawyers. I am one. But we're a tough group, right? Here's the thing. When, when we as lawyers are, are, are kind of coming at things and we go to approach them, the question we have to ask ourselves is what value do we bring? What's the value proposition that we're offering someone else? What, what can we give them? Yes, there's things. We can give them a revocable living trust, but so can everyone else. What's our distinguish? How do we distinguish ourselves, right? Can you give them an iPod, right? That's what made me famous. So when you could do something a little bit different, that's not the answer people are typically used to hearing. Now you've created value in the marketplace and, and people will, will come toward that. And, and, and in a simple word, people will write checks for that, right? That's what they want. But here's the key thing. In my experience, I never, this is the truth. I never, ever, ever set out to do anything based on the money that it was going to make or not make. This just wasn't in my mind. Money is a byproduct of the value we create. If you do something worthwhile, people will come. People will write a check. People will acknowledge it. People will do it and use it. And, and then the byproduct is, wow, look at all this money I have. And I use this story. I was asked by a national organization to train their members on Medicaid planning. Because back in the day, nobody knew what Medicaid was. I'm I've been credited as being the founder of the Medicaid practice industry because I, I was the first one to teach lawyers nationwide. How do you do a practice called Medicaid planning? And I remember saying to them, they, they never had a non 
employee teach their national membership? So I said, well, geez, I've never taught a bunch of lawyers before. So what I did is I created a program and I made it as cheap as I physically could. I said, look, I don't really care about the money. I, I really want to help these people and see what happens. So I made it as cheap as I possibly could. And guess what happened? I made more money than I ever did in the history of anything I did because I made it so damn cheap. Five times more people took it than we ever expected. It didn't cost me any more to do it for 175 people than it would have cost me to do it for 25 people. Um, and so I was like, wow, I didn't expect all that, but I was trying to create value. And that's really, I think, the lesson here is if we're always focused on creating value for other people, in my experience, it always come back to create value for me. Let me let me take that one step further or a little bit off the direction, but I think you'll love this. I wrote an article on a few months ago called Don't Do What You Love to Do, Do What You Love to Do for Others. And it's so in line, Dave, with what you're saying that, yeah, the money's great and, and that's that's a that's a part of it. But more than that, it's if if you can find something that you enjoy doing and you can teach other people or help other people accomplish their goals or help them live their dream of having a great estate planning practice or or law practice, right? How rewarding is that to them and to you? Oh, well, it's, it's an interesting question, Steve, because it, this goes to one of the key principles that we always teach our organization, which is mindset, right? So to have a successful business, you have to have marketing, right? You have to have operations. You have to know your legal legally what you're doing. You have to have knowledge around that. And you have to have the right mindset, right? So mindset, there's certain people that just believe nothing is worth it unless they can see the prize. To me, I think what you just said is, if you find something you love doing, I'll give you an example. My nephew, crazy. This is the craziest thing. My 35-year-old nephew been working in restaurant management for years. Well, one of his hobbies was this gaming stuff. They do gaming, right? Well, he there's a couple games, and I don't know a lot about it, but there's a couple games he's really good at. So you know what he does? He goes and builds a community, a gaming community, and they got to kind of beat him. Well, now he had this magical number that he has 100,000 followers. Oh, boy. But yeah, now yeah. he's getting offers. For, I mean, oh, yeah. He's now he's in the money, man. Six, <laughs> six figures a year like this. I mean, yeah. right? Playing games, video games, right? Yeah. And he's he's got people from all over the world. He's a, he's a groupie. I mean, he's a famous person in this little <laughs> circle called gaming. Yeah. And, and I'm loving it. And, I, you know, I, okay, I'm, I'm, and I'm the uncle entrepreneur, they call me. And, and I'm like, okay, have you set yourself up for X, Y, and Z? But again, he didn't set out to make money. He set out to do something he loved. And by doing it, he was helping others love yeah. it as well. Wonderful. And I think, I think your comment is spot on that do what you love doing for others. And what I mean is, and here's another way I'd say to even maybe a little strip down, do something you love that has impact on all, that, that really helps more than you, that, that really has an impact on your community, on, on something somewhere. And that's what it is where you kind of find out what do people need? And if yeah. we give them that automatic answer, and I'm going to the lawyers now because lawyers go on automatic pilot because if they do anything out of what they always did the time before, then it takes more time. Well, guess what? Then you're always going to be ordinary. You're always going to be that trust mill or that regular attorney. You're never going to make it with deep relationships and deep success because you never stop to see what makes this individual different from the one before him. I have this test when lawyers join our organization. I say, let me ask you a question. The last 20 wills or trusts that you've done, did you change anything other than the name in the documents? Yeah. And if you can't answer, yes, you've changed a lot more than that, then you're not an estate planner. You're a document drafter. 
right? And so that's where I think we come to create value. How do we create value? And how do we love what we're doing? And we can have a lot of fun in the law. There's a lot of creative things we can do. And, and Dave, take a moment just to describe what Lawyers with Purpose is, just so my audience has a, some clarity, because you've mentioned, you know, members and you've mentioned, you know, some some different elements of it. But what, what are you actually doing with that business and how is it helping the estate planning community and I believe elder care as well? Yeah. So estate, the Lawyers with Purpose, I want to just play on the name. Everybody sure. thinks it's all we're, we're very, you know, we're charitable. Absolutely. One of our core values is generosity, open, curious, aware, collaborative, adaptable and generous. Six core values of lawyers of purpose, but that's that's what it means to the outside world. To the members of lawyers of purpose, we are purposeful in everything we do. Everything we do has a purpose. We're intentional. We understand why we're doing it, and what we do essentially is we help lawyers create successful law practices in estate planning, elder law, and asset protection. So lawyers who might be in a different area of the law, we have a lot of transitioners who say, "You know what? We call them burnt out litigators. They've been litigating." And the magic number is 10 years. When they hit 10 years, they really start to say, this sucks. I'm sorry. Um, but they say, this get, really get, they're getting a bit I, fried, right? I need another life. And, <laughs> and to be honest, our practice is a country club practice. You control your calendar. You control your profit. You control your clients. You control the joy that you bring to your communities. And it's doing asset protection, elder law, and estate planning, bringing those together. We have a complete platform with the legal, with the technical training and the law practice management platforms and tools, and we'll talk about Guider in a minute, how that's the next generation of this. But as lawyers of purpose, since 2001, we've been training lawyers how to create successful law practices. They don't teach you that in law school. There's no courses on how to run a business. And everything we do is based on the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. That was sure. my book that I read in 1998 that really changed my life. But I didn't read it. I started living it. And I started building systems. And as I built them all for my law firm, and my law firm got really successful, people, other, other lawyers started saying, well, can I have those? Can I have those? And then that's what created Lawyers with Purpose. So that's what it just, is. So just to, just to clarify, I uh, hypothetically, I'm a, a tenure litigator, burned out. I say, yeah. God, I got to do something with my law degree that that makes me happy and gives me better balance, gives me a life that I'm that I can enjoy. Because right now I'm not work. Find you, work with you, and you're helping me not only learn estate planning but also to develop everything: the habits, the software, the Everything I need. When you hire someone, you hire, we have job descriptions, organizational charts, but there's a system to building a practice. So we take you first. We got to get you to understand the knowledge. You got to get to understand the law. We're going to teach you our relationship management system, how to build relationships. We're going to start re- generating referrals to you. How you, we have the marketing elements, how you do it in the marketplace at the lowest cost initially. And then we teach you how to do it the old-fashioned way by handshakes, right? So you get leads by handshakes or by writing checks. In the beginning, you're going to do it by handshakes. And a lot of people never leave that because our handshake, our RMS system is so proven. People say, I don't need to spend a dime on, on other traditional means of marketing other than for branding, right? So we build that all in there and the systems are there. To, so as you bring on your first employee, how do you know the first employee to bring on the second, the third? How do you know when you should bring on? So we have all these standards built and we help that lawyer wherever they are, get to where they want to be in in incremental steps. And we have three basic models. The one is what we call profitable. So everyone has to get to the profitable model. Under that model, a lawyer is is generating between $60,000 and $90,000 a month in revenue. They have a staff of one to three people, and they're they're netting somewhere between $25,000 and $35,000 a month. Then once you start getting that, they want more. So then we have the next model, which is called robust. Under the robust model, 
Now you're starting to build that team out. So you're multiplying that 60 to 90 by bringing on a second attorney or not bringing on a second attorney, bringing on three additional staff. We can show how bringing on additional staff. I have single lawyers, a single lawyer that generates in excess of $2 million a year in revenue because he has six key staff. So there's a couple of different models under robust. Ultimately, some of our firms ultimately get to what we call e-freedom. E-freedom is what we call entrepreneurial freedom, where the lawyer actually is no longer required in the law firm. The law firm is operating without them. And they're basically kissing babies and shaking hands and, and doing what they want. They're involved in their communities and their practices are running and growing by other people that, that they've built in the, that's why it's entrepreneurial freedom, we call it the E-Freedom yeah. program. So those are the three models and you choose where you want to be. But let me, let me, let me take, let me take you down a different path though, because some of my, some of the listeners are, are the state planners, no doubt about it. And there's obviously lawyers in every other practice area that are listening right now. So let's, let's you, but you have, my guess is, and my assumption is, I'm pretty, pretty comfortable saying this, that while you've got a model that's specifically in, in your area, that the principles that you're teaching and the things that you're working on in your space to lawyers convert around to universal, right? So what, what let's, let's go through like two or three of the core principles that you're teaching people so that any lawyer can say, I learned something from Dave today that I can go and I can use. So the key fundamental is I would say systems. So okay. step one is systems, right? Here, let me give you an example. Lawyers all the time tell me, oh my God, I did a presentation. The room was full. There was 50 people in the room. I said, okay, who were they? What are their names, addresses? What is their email addresses? What do they need from you? Well, I don't know. Don't ever do a presentation without getting an evaluation. Don't ever do a presentation without beginning a presentation to say, listen, I'm going to make you three promises. Promise number one, we're going to be together these next two hours. And I promise you, you're going to learn a lot, but you're going to learn not a lot of nonsense. You're going to learn a lot of relevant information. Number two, we're going to, number one, you're going to learn a lot. Number two, we're going to have some fun, right? And number three, you're going to kind of know where you need the direction to go forward. That's the commitment I'm going to make you. And if I keep those three promises, hey, you're going to learn a lot, you're going to have some fun, and you're going to have a clear path forward that you're confident in, I'm going to ask you for one request in return, that you complete the evaluation and let me know how I did. Yeah. So I get that upfront contract when I start. Oh, I get wow. that agreement. And I tell my members, they'll tell you all, they laugh. I say, go home, but go be with your family, go sit on the beach. Don't go speak to a group of 50 people if you don't have an evaluation and you don't have them agreeing in the beginning of that presentation to get give you that evaluation back. Now, why is that important? Because you're going to get those evaluations. You're going to hand them to somebody. They're going to put them in the system. And now you're going to have real numbers. You're going to know 27 people came. You're going to know 23 filled out evaluations and four didn't. You're going to know of the 23 that did. Here's how many people said they want a meeting. You're going to know that even though 21 said they wanted a meeting, only 14 or 15 actually have the meeting. This is what's critically important, which is the next thing. You need to be able to measure everything you do. So many lawyers run their practices emotionally. Oh, that was so cool. I met so many people. That's all great. Emotion doesn't pay the bills. What pays the bills is understanding your marketing, understanding what happened in the process so that you can get good information to know how to make it better for them as well as you as you go forward. Yeah. I mean, just unpacking those two points. And, and if you're listening to this and you have done presentations in the past, nobody's been quite as eloquent and spot on as Dave has just been. And I, I teach this too, but you just nailed it, man, that lawyers that do presenting they don't get the names. They don't get the information. They don't get a survey. They don't get who wants to meet with me. What can I get you? You know, how do I add value for you? 
It's not happening. They just show up and they leave and they hope. And, and they feel is, good. They get that high. Well, of course they feel good because they got some applause at the end or they got, you know, people's attention or whatever, but it's not getting the movement on the business development. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Those people loved you and they want to work with you. But you know what? As soon as they left your meeting, two by four started hitting them in the head called life. And they forget. And a week goes by. Yeah. And, oh, my God, I got to call that guy. He was so good. No, get their name and you call them. They're like, oh, God, thank God you called. Yeah, I've been meaning to call you. That's trust me. They want you to ask them. Yeah. But we, we we just say, oh, they'll call us. No, life is crazy. I just read a current statistic that we, on average, as humans now, it used to be seven to ten thousand things we see a day is selling us something or telling us. Now it's up to fifteen to twenty thousand. Oh a my day. god, it's crazy. So these people need that as well as you do. Yeah, and again, it's like it's. I always talk about business development like a story. And, and, you know, beginning, a middle and an end. And the story of presenting is, you know, what's the setup with the, with the host? How are you getting them to commit to allowing you to do a survey, allowing you to get access to names, yeah. asking for things, right? Not taking no for an answer, always having an alternate. What are you doing in the presenting event to get, capture their attention, to provide what Dave said, right? What well, you told them, what you're going to give them, then you have to give it to them. And then you got to follow through, remind them about the survey and, and their commitment, get those surveys and then follow up with them. Don't let them sit on your desk. Don't you used to be right. You just, you just go yeah. to a conference well, or something thing, and you never follow up. And the key thing is I say, and at the end, Hey guys, did I keep my three promises? Did you oh, learn yeah. a lot? Did we have some fun and give you direction to go forward? Great. Now keep your one promise and please complete the evaluation. Shelly will be picking up on your way out the door and we'd love to help you on the bottom of the email. If you do want to talk to us, check that box. We'd love to talk to you and see how we can help you. Yeah. Just check that box. We'll do all the heavy lifting for you. And they love that. And then I can tell you percentages. I can tell you exactly when I have a workshop, how many people are coming. I can tell you how many people are going to say yes. I can tell you how many who say yes, actually come into meetings. I can tell you how many who come into meetings actually hire me. And I can even tell you the average fee they hire me for. And, and how many and how many attorneys out of a hundred do what you just said? Maybe a couple. Well, I I could say very in my experience, less than two percent. Yeah, it's really really low. And there's a and my audience has heard me say this a dozen times, so I apologize again. But you know, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And right. if you're sending out a newsletter and you're not looking at the data, if you're not looking at your analytics on your website, if you're not looking at surveys and, and identifying out of 25, how many are interested, how many aren't, why aren't they interested? Maybe you need to change your presentation, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I can't help you if you're a litigator on how to improve your practice, but in estate planning, although on asset protection, this requires systems and processes. You're talking to the guy who for 30 years has been building systems and processes. They're all built. They're there in lawyers of purpose. That's what we give you. We teach you how to use them. So in the, the software is there. It's all automated. We've been cloud-based since 2013. We, we're the first organization in the estate planning industry to bring cloud-based practice management. Now, Guider is the new level on top of that. And so, so the theory is, this is not about can you do it? Sure, you can do it. But, but someone's already done it, and the systems are all there. Now you could focus on your highest and best skills to implement. Yeah, really great. So you mentioned systems, you mentioned me measuring. What's the third principle that you want to share that that people, and this will be our last one, then we're going to get to the three best of. The, um, the third principle that I would say this year is this. I think we've talked about it, but it's so important to me. Always, always, always get into your client's perspective. So many times 
we as lawyers, and there's studies I've read that says lawyers are in the top 2% intellectually in the country. We're smart dudes. You know, we, we went through the Socratic method. We went through a process that only someone who's gone through and knows what it is. We're really smart. The one thing I would say, though, is how I would encourage all lawyers to use that intelligence is to really become really curious. So that's our second core value. Open is open to the possibility of things you didn't know were possible. Second one is curious. Ask lots of questions. Don't really, people go into sales mode automatically when someone says something, okay, well, you need this or you need that. Well, just have them say, why? Well, why do you think you need that? I, I call it the three questions. Just ask three questions before you answer theirs. Well, ask yeah, questions. I mean, let me, let me just, so, so questioning is one of the most lost efforts, in, especially in prospecting and in, in new business generation. It's always solving and, and providing free consulting and presenting. Yeah. And when you say ask three questions, yeah, I mean, You'll be amazed just, what you learn. It's amazing. I mean, in just in just when you hear something, your instinct, everything in your gut is going to tell you to solve it. Like my wife says to me, yes. you know, the, the, the house is cold. Well, I'm going to go figure out how to solve it right away, right? Yeah. With, Turn maybe, the heat up. But maybe I have a question like, is, is it, are you cold or is the house cold or is it a room right. that's cold, right? So it's just, we need to stop selling and stop consulting and solving. And we need to spend more time questioning, listening, right? And here's, the, I would just go one step further. Ask the question and then do something even more important. Listen to the answer. Don't just ask the question because some, some crazy guy on a podcast had asked the question. The questions is you peel the layers of the onion. So once you, you know, so part of my history is I'm a certified trained communication trainer, right? So when, when you learn communications and you peel away those layers, it really means understanding what they're saying, not from what you're hearing, but from what they think they are saying. Yeah. So clarifying and verifying, reflective listening, understanding what they're saying from their perspective, not yours. I'll never forget the first time I listened. I always thought I was a great listener. I'm a lawyer. And I learned I wasn't. I went through a program and I went scientifically knew I was listening. I went, holy shit, that's what you meant? I would have never saw that, right? But that takes a process of asking questions and then reflective listening and, and responding. If you're able to do that, your people across from you will give you knowledge far beyond that you'll ever find anywhere else. And they will build a deep relationship and real value for them to work with you. Well, probably the biggest aha moment that my clients have working with me is I teach something called sales-free selling, which is also the name of my first book. And one of the fundamental principles of that book is not to sell. And they go, wait a second, you're telling me I don't pitch. I don't go in and sell. I don't go in and solve. And I go, yeah, I mean, at some point there might be a little of that way later, but when you get into a meeting where you build some relationship, you set up an agenda, you have a game plan, you go in and you question, you ferret out everything you can ferret out and peel that onion to your point, Dave. Okay. The trust, the understanding, yeah. the, the, the empathy, they, you, if you actually do have a solution, they're going to want to hire you and you're not going to have to solve or sell much because they're really, they're bought into the, to the Dave or the Steve show right at that point. Yeah. And lawyers are purpose. There is no such thing as selling. We call it the client enrollment process. We're enrolling them. Here's what, here's what you told me your needs are. And we have a process to help them define that. We call it the estate plan audit. Here's what we can do for you. The vision clarifier. You said you wanted these things. You can do it this way, this way, or this way. Here's how it works. 
You tell me which way serves your way best. And we enroll them and they say, okay, well, this one seems like it does, you know, most of my, yeah, okay, then that seems like the option. They say, that's the one I want. Great. Awesome. I'm not man. selling anything. I'm just helping them come to a conclusion. And people want to be helped to yeah. come to a conclusion. They want to be listened to and understood. And they and the conclusion will the conclusion will will occur. It's a fit when two people feel like they're 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 developing a partnership and agreement. It all you just comes it. together, right? You know it in relationships. Every relationship we have, when you feel heard, it's a different relationship. Yeah. You feel respected when you feel heard. Yeah. And when you feel respected, it changes the relationship. Well, Dave, a lot of great takeaways for the folks listening. And um, we do want to get to the three best of. So let's hit it. You are in New Hartford, Connecticut. Is that accurate? No, New Hartford, New York. Oh, New York. Oh, my God. Yes. How did I screw that so up? There is a New Hartford, Connecticut as well. Oh my God. Um, Where my, did I see brother, that though? I thought maybe I saw brother, that. On... Yeah, we were born and raised in New Hartford, Connecticut. We oh. were born and raised in New Hartford, New York. My brother moved to Clinton, Connecticut, which is near New Hartford, Connecticut. And there's a Clinton, New York, right next to near New Hartford, New York. So it's really interesting. Okay. But this okay. Is yeah, New that's New Hartford, New York. New York. Yes. All right. Well, that that that's great. All right. So and and if I'm coming out to visit you, what 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 what's like the top restaurant you take me to? I'll treat. Well, it's funny. It's in New Hartford, I would say Giorgio's. It's a small Italian restaurant, authentic. I've never met anyone that's gone there who hasn't come out and just shaking their head like, wow, what just happened? Okay. Yeah. So and what's what's like the, the hot dish? What's what's like you have to get it every so, time you go? Giorgio Greens. So that's another thing. I think one of your questions is what are locals into? So yeah. in Central New York, where we are, we're into food. We have so many Italian restaurants, particularly a lot of other restaurants. But in Central New York, this area, we are known for chicken riggies greens and actually what are called half moon cookies so those are all created locally those are just some there's many others yeah but chicken riggies are rigatoni with chicken and sauce those are now all over the country they're popular but they were started here as a thing called greens utica greens you've heard of they're famous now all over the country but that's what we go for and in Giorgio's, it's Giorgio greens and then uh, there's that black and white cookie they call them all over the country but that's originally a half moon created right here locally. So we're big oh on my. food. What restaurant this night we going to and what food we get. <laughs> uh, so if you like food, this is the place to be. Nice, nice. And, and so that is sort of answers my my last question, which is what are the locals into? My guess is food, right? Yeah, food is what it is. Yep. And then what we would do locally here, we're right on the edge of the Adirondack Mountains. So when we, when if you're coming to visit me, we're going to take a trip to our lake house up in the Adirondacks and Enjoy that whole different style of living when you when you get on a lake. Yeah, it's just relaxing. And then is is like the scenery, the scenery is beautiful. Are there mountains or hills? Or? Oh, six million acres, state land, the Adirondack Mountains in central. It's kind of like the center of the state of New York. And southern New York has the Catskill Mountains, but these are the Adirondacks. You're famous for Adirondack chairs, right? Everybody's sat in an Adirondack chair. And that was found in the Adirondack Mountains. So that's that's where we would probably take you if you came by. And it's a whole different experience. Well, very cool. Very cool. Well, listen, this was this was terrific. You're clearly an expert in your space and, and you're helping a lot of attorneys. You're doing a very noble thing. I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. People want to get in touch with you and, and hear more about either lawyers with purpose or or guide or how do they how do they find you? Yeah, so I, I usually hand out my my email address, which is dzampano at eplawcenter.com, e like echo, p like papa, lawcenter.com, first initial, last name. Or you could do 
dzampano at lawyerswithpurpose.com or info at lawyerswithpurpose.com would probably be better. And you'll get someone that'll re- respond to anything around that. And, you know, I think I welcome, I, I take emails. I get a lot of them though. So I may not be immediately put something in, unique in the subject line. So I know it's not spam and I don't hit the delete button. <laughs> but other than that, I should be pretty easy to get a hold of. All right. Well, listen, man, I appreciate it. I mean, just I've got some great takeaways here around presenting, measuring systems, questioning with clients. I mean, really great stuff all around. And uh, I just, I'm so glad that we were able to to connect on this podcast and uh, like to continue the conversation, the relationship yeah. afterward. I'm glad what you do for attorneys, you know, Steve, it's, it's so important. And your perspective is different. You know, you give them that outside perspective. And I love how you bring people together here on these simple 30 minute conversations and hopefully each one helps somebody a little bit. And I'd love to come back and maybe get a little deeper in the guide or some other thing. I could talk all day long and you could take any microscopic of running a practice and we could turn a 30 minute into it. So well, maybe you let you me know, know I could help you and I'm, I'm here for you, brother. Well, we're, we're looking at, we're looking to mix things up and, and with the podcast, I'm doing something called um, be that lawyer live where I'm going to be bringing in, you know, speakers to, like interview them live with an audience and take questions. Like, there's that. a whole bunch of cool stuff going on. So love um, that panels, you can get panels yeah. going. I mean, yep. yeah, love that. Be happy to be part of anything I can do to help people. Awesome. Awesome. Love your attitude. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Dave and I today. Again, hopefully you got some great takeaways. The goal as usual is to be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized and a skilled rainmaker. Be safe. Be well. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.